and just like that, we're back with another episode, another sports episode, another baseball episode. Jack Daniels, thank you for bringing us another episode of this Life Aid for Everybody podcast. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking the finest Tennessee sour mash whiskey. I love Jack Daniels. I'm so excited for this time of the year. It's February. Um, we still get to hunt a little bit. We got a couple Canada goose hunts left. We got some snow goose march depredation season hunts left then we're going to get into spring turkey but before we really get into chasing the thunder chickens i get to go to what they call spring training i'm hoping they have spring training my guest today is going to talk a little bit about what's going on with professional sports and not only that i'm wondering if this man is still celebrating a little bit because when you're his age and you win the world series the silver slugger award you're put up there on this pedestal of I mean, he was getting all-star votes as a 24-year-old third base. I don't even know if he's that old yet. But Austin Riley, starting third baseman for the world champion, Atlanta Braves baseball organization. How are you, my brother? I'm good. Good. Are you getting ready to report? I'm planning like it. Um, (laughs) You know, know, right now with the lockout and how things are, you know, it's kind of up in the air. But, you know, my mentality, mindset is just, you know, you got to be kind of ready for, you know, a phone call like, hey, we're reporting. <laughs> I, I've never been through this. So it's like, I feel like, you know, it could be one of those things where, you know, you get a phone call and it's like, hey, we're, we're reporting next week. So it's like, you know, you got to be, you got to be ready. I'm, you know, hitting four or five times a week, working out four times a week, uh, taking ground balls. I've started my throw and stuff. So, you know, I'm preparing like we're going to, you know, be on time. Um, until we're not but i i sure hope we are do you rely on or lean on some of the veterans because you're nowhere near a veteran yet even though you've had a lot of success early in your career do you call up some of the veterans and ask them what's going on or do you just lean on your agent or how does it work during the day is there any apprehension or anxiety because i know you want to get down there to florida and get going and and get the team going you don't want to have a setback you know defending a world title so are you getting some anxiety or are you just staying relaxed and every day is coming you know just honestly staying relaxed um you know i feel like with the honestly with the 2020 season you know the covid season it's like you know, you, it's kind of the same situation. You just don't know what's going to happen. So it's like, we've kind of, I've kind of already been through it. Um, but you know, I, I, you know, talk a little bit with my agent, he's keeping me updated, talking with, you know, Dansby a little bit, um, you know, just kind of hearing his thoughts. Um, but you know, you, you know, you, you just don't, I mean, you just don't, you, we don't know. Um, you know, it takes two to tango. Um, and, and hopefully we can we can get this thing worked out and and um, and, and get get going because I know everybody else wants wants baseball to to start on time. I know we do. Um, so hopefully hopefully it does. We're, but like I said, just trying to you know take it day by day, uh, not getting too too worked up over about it because you know it's it's out of my control really. Um, so you know I'm just staying staying prepared like like we're gonna start on time. At this point in the kind of like your onslaught of getting ready, are you – I mentioned the word anxiety. Are you putting any added pressure on yourself, Austin, with the season you had? Is it – are you – is your mindset just kind of like, 
hey, I, I'm, I'm here now. Like, you've had an amazing start to a major league career. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, this is an awesome start to a to a to what's going to be an incredible major league career. What, what are you doing with your mindset right now? Is it, hey, the approach is the same every day as it ever was, even when I was, you know, coming up in high school, and I know that you're seeing a lot more talent now at this level. But have you changed the way you look into the getting prepared for this game and the pressure you put on yourself? I wouldn't say pressure, but I mean, my goals have definitely changed. Um, you know, I think last year, you know, I was wanting to just, you know, be more consistent, really wasn't like chasing any, any numbers, not that I am this year. Um, but, you know, I still want to be consistent. You know, I, I, I would like to, you know, continue to put up, you know, 30 homers, you know, bat 300, 100 RBIs. I think that's, that's a very reasonable goal for myself. Um, uh, like like I said before before we got on, we were talking about this new trainer I'm working out with, um, and you know just working on like more of like speed agility type stuff. Um, you know I think that's going to help me, you know, elevate my game at third base. You know reaction wise, first step quickness because that's that's kind of I'm not the fastest person in the world, but when I get going, I I can I can I'm not that slow, but it's just more of my like first couple steps. Um, so that's what, that's what we kind of, a lot of been, you know, been focusing on this off season is just those, those first two steps getting out of the gate. Um, so I think that would help, you know, I think that's going to help me at third base, you know, just get to more balls, uh, be a little bit more consistent with my feet. Cause when my, you know, I, I make majority of my errors are throwing errors and a lot of that takes place when my, my feet break down, they get, they get stuck, they get slow. So just you know, being able to 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 capitalize on that a little bit more, I think is going to help me, you know, on the defensive side. Um, and you know, hey, still a couple bags. You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's out of play. The lost uh, art. The lost art. It really is. Um, so you know, the from a from a goal standpoint, my goal is just you know, maintain consistency um, and, and don't try to to do too much. I think you know, after a season that I had, I think you can kind of almost overthink it a little bit. It's like, Hey, I got to do, you know, that, you know, even more. Uh, and obviously you want to, but it, realistically, you know, if I could just maintain the consistency, what I did this past year, I think I'm going to set myself up, um, you know, to be, to be successful. Where, what is your nutrition like right now? Or do they have you watching your caloric intake? Are you watching your carbs? Are you eating a balanced diet? Are you eating a lot of wild game? What, what, what are you trying to do as far as your calories go right now? Right now, just trying to honestly boost my metabolism. I just, I'm eating, I'm eating how many times? One, two, three, four, five times a day, you know, breakfast when I wake up you know, a little snack. It's not, it's not big portions, but it's, it's smaller portions, but more times throughout the day, just trying to get that, um, you know, metabolism going. And that's kind of what I've, I've done in the past. And it's, it seemed to help, you know, throughout, a, you know, 162 games of just being, you know, how my body's feeling. Um, no specific um, regimen or anything, just, you know, really just maintaining what more monitoring what I'm exactly eating. Um, you know, right after season, I'll give myself, you know, a couple of weeks to really just crush or whatever. Uh, then I just jump back on um, and, and just like really just main, you know, monitor what, what I'm eating. Do you, do you, do you kind of feel 
with the season that you had that I, I'm trying to figure out, like, do you owe it to yourself to do things better than you've ever done them? Because you said, I got to get into your brain a little bit when you start talking about your goals have changed. Um, are You want to be a champion, but you also have a chance to set yourself up financially by getting awarded contracts and offers. You know, there's, there's a lot that goes into this type of career. Um, do you feel like you, you're taking it more serious now, Austin? Like you're becoming more of this guy that sees like, man, I can, this is, this is really going to happen. We won the world series. We won the NLCS. I won the silver slugger award. I was in the news a lot. I was in the yeah. all-star talks. I was in MVP talks. Shit. You were getting chanted MVP in every stadium. Like, do you, do you put a little bit more into it now? Because you see like, man, this can really, this can really happen. And, and I can get that farm that I've talked about on this podcast before. Yeah. I mean, the, I guess the thing that I've, I feel like I've focused more on this year is just like the, more consistency of quality work if that if that kind of like as far as like really in my like my hitting like my drills and stuff like i feel like in years past i was more you know me and dad would get in the cage and we would hit for you know i had to hit for you know 45 minutes now it's like all right i get in there i have my specific drills i have my routine that works for me it's like all right if i you know you know if i can get in there and you know say if i'm doing six different drills and you know my first two drills i hit you know my first drill i hit six or seven really good and the second drill i hit five or six really good i don't spend just a lot of i mean i'll hit for 20 you know 20 minutes 15 20 minutes at a time and i think that's where i've just almost like honed in on my skill set of just making sure the quality is there over just you know getting there and, and and hitting um and I've actually kind of I noticed that a little bit during the season last year when I was you know going through my hot streaks. It's like, okay, if I don't need to just almost get in there and you know you hit so much, you almost sometimes create bad habits, not even realizing it. And I think that's where I've kind of matured from a baseball player standpoint. Is just taking watching Freddie, watching Ronald, watching Ozzy, Dansby, those guys like you know, they don't spend just, I mean, they spend their time in the, in the, in the cage, but it's more of the quality work. Um, so I think that's where I've, I've progressed my game on, on that aspect of just, you know, maturing and understanding, like you said, it, it's, it's in my reach if I, if I want it. So it's just, you know, trying to hone in that, that, that routine, that skill set of a mentality of I, what do I, what does it take to get there? And, you know, instead of just beating the horse down or beating, you know, just continue to beat it, let's find a routine that works. And I think that's, that's what's going to set me up for, you know, the, the success I want. And, and like I said, the ultimate dream of having that, that big farm that I, that I've, you know, that's, that's, that's my, that's my goal. You guys are grown men and you're playing a boy's game, but you also, you know, you're on your own kind of, you got to wake up early. You got to put in the time. You don't have somebody holding your hand every day to say, Hey, come and get some T work in or come and get your, your, you know, your running drills in or your speed drills in or your, your, your quickness drills in. When you have a season like that, 
do the coaches, does the GM, does the ownership group, does the batting coach, does Chipper, does anybody pull you aside and sit you down and talk to you at all to give you some advice on how to accept it? Does anybody say, man, unreal, Austin, that was an unbelievable season, but here's what you got to do to keep it going. Is there any kind of like leadership like that? Or is it still just that mentality of like, Hey, you're an adult, do what it takes to get back there. Yeah, it's 100%. It's, you know, I say it to everybody. It's, it's your own career. You do what you want with it. Um, there's nothing, nothing said. Um, you know, if, if I really absolutely wanted to, not that I ever would, if I wanted to, after the season, not doing a dang thing, and just sit here, especially with the lockout, they wouldn't, I mean, would not a word have been said. Because obviously, you know, once December 1st hit and the lockout came, we weren't allowed to talk to any, like, any brave staff at all. So, um, so they, like, not not that they would, but they certainly couldn't now. But no, they, hey, it's, like you said, it's your own career. You do, you do exactly what you want with it. Um, but luckily, you know, I have my dad and he calls me, we talk every day. Um, and you know, he's, you know, every, every day he calls me and asks me, Hey, did you do your form workout? Like not even like, did you work out? Hey, did you do your form workout? I'm like, yes, dad, I did. Um, show me what that is real quick for the camera. You got something. What is a forearm workout? Is it stretches or is it squeezes? No, no, no. no. So it's, it, you know, you do, I'm sure you've heard like a rice bucket. Oh yeah. Um, rice bucket you know you i i like to do like um the fat grips you've heard of those yeah. fat grips? oh yeah um get those um put them on like like at um at my my base that i work out um like 95 90 95 put the fat grips on and just do farm like on farm carries walk with those um because like i said the get the form you know with swinging and stuff so much comes from the form so if you can get those as strong as possible i think you know you're you set yourself up for for power and, and everything is your dad um i know he's a mentor but does he have the credibility in his career to to stay on you about this or is he just being a dad or does he is he does he have like a a career to where he had to do the same kind of stuff and he knows what it means for a ball player to do it he knows so he played two two seasons with Detroit Lions he punted uh not not baseball but i mean he just he understands i think he, you know he he has a very good grasp of what it takes to to be successful i think you know from 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 really just honestly i think any any sport um you know he's around it all the time he you know he's he coaches summer. He used to coach summer league. So, you know, I think he, I think that's what really made him be able to dive and diverse in through what, what makes sense, what works, what doesn't work. Just cause like you said, you, you get, especially you get these summer coaches that, and, and dads that just are no offense, absolute nut jobs when their kids like 14, 15, 13, 12 and doing just absurd stuff. Um, so I think that's that's helped him. But no, he's 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 a tremendous athlete. Hey, the guy from we played golf the other day, and he shot three under with eight birdies. So like he just he's an, I mean he's he kind of. I think that's where I kind of get the the natural being able because he can pick up on stuff. I think that's where I I know I get it from. Um, but no, he definitely he's he. Uh, 
He's all state punter at Mississippi State, so he's he's got some credibility. He he's an athlete. Are you he's an athlete? Are you um, itching to get to Florida? Like, is it every day? Like, you can't wait to see the guys. Um, was it like this last year, or is it getting worse and worse? Is it getting worse and worse for you at all? No, 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 definitely. Not. I'm I'm ready. So that, this is kind of how it's like. Once deer season ends. It's like, all right, I'm I'm ready for Florida. Um, you know, it's I I very, very I've ADD out the wazoo, so I can't sit still ever. So it's like, I once I can't do anything, I'm just sitting at the house. I'm like, all right, let's, it's time to get to Florida. Let's start start playing baseball. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 ready ready. We I'd actually talked about um, even if we are in the lockout, even if you know, maybe going down to Florida and um, and just and getting down there and and just kind of being ready, um, playing some golf, just staying staying active. Are they telling you to do that? No, no, no. This is just honestly, Anna and I thought about because Anna, my wife Anna, she's her favorite time of year is spring training, um, just because you know, typically I play a day, I'm off a day, I play a day, I'm off a day, so we get some time to to go to the beach, um, you know, we're 10 minutes from a beach. So just down there, she would pick a beach over a mountain house any day of the week. So that's kind of where I, I'm like totally opposite, but she loves the beach. So that's her favorite time of year. And she's pregnant. Yeah. Do May 3rd. Austin's going to be a daddy. Yep. Are you ready game for that? Changer. Do you know the sex yet? Yeah, it's a it's a boy. Uh oh, yeah, he's already no, gonna, no, he's no, already no, going to be in the deer woods and in the batter's box with daddy. Dang right. You ready dang for this, right. huh? Do what? You ready for this? I think so. I better be. <laughs> I don't have a choice. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. No, I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, May third is his due date, right in the middle of the season. So you know it'll be it'll be some some stressful times, but some exciting times. So. <laughs> Take me back now. We got to go into some of this stuff that you just encountered. Um, you had some huge hits in the playoffs. You had some huge hits in the World Series. You looked relaxed. Um, I got to watch you play live several times. You looked relaxed. Um, how how does it, what your mindset when you're in this game to where it is you're playing against the best baseball players in the world? Are you? Did you have a time of the season last year at all, Austin Riley, to where you weren't seeing the ball? It seemed to me like the ball was a beach ball to you last year. Like I know that you're gonna the the pitcher's gonna get you sometimes, but man, yeah. you were on a tear. You were, I mean, I mean, post All Star break, you were you were even on a tear. You stayed hot. Were you, did you ever go through a slump at all? Were you never? Were you questioning your vision or your the way you're seeing your ball, the flight plane of the ball? Were you not seeing it out of the pitcher's hand at all? It just seems like a lot of your swings were on target last year. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely times where you know I wasn't seeing the ball really well, and but I think what I've learned in past and what I didn't do this year was you know I learned how to honestly I learned how to fail and not panic with it because like I said it's you know, you, you're going to fail in this game and, and being able to, you know, make those, uh, you know, we talk about, I talk about riding the wave and making those dips as short as possible. And I think what, 
what I did differently was I didn't panic. I, I, I had a routine and that's what I've, I think has been the biggest thing for me. It's just my routine has been able to, for me to go to that routine and hit my major checkpoints that I need to hit to make sure my swing's intact. And then I just trust that whether I go through, a, you know, a, a one for 15, you know, strand for four or five games, I just continue on that routine and I know it's going to eventually get me out of it. Um, and I think that's what, you know, has been the, was the biggest thing. So it wasn't that I was just, you know, seeing everything because there was times where, where I wasn't. Um, um, but I think it was that routine that helped me stay locked in for a longer amount of time. And when it wasn't going well, you know, it was, it was, it would get me back to where I needed to be quicker. I got to ask you this about one of your teammates who um, has one of the coolest swings in baseball, in my opinion, is Freddie. Um, there was a time where he went through a really bad patch there where he was – it looked like he was just ready to break his bat Bo Jackson style on where he had nine, eight or nine strikeouts in a row. Um, how does he act during this in the dugout? Does he stay professional? You don't even know that it's bothering him because he ends up coming out of it and hitting some lasers, hitting some bombs, hitting some gappers. Um, did you look at that and be like, man – Look at how he's handling this situation because that's not fun. When, you, when you're when you kind of the quote-unquote franchise player and you're Freddie Freeman who who is looked at to be a leader on this team and you're not producing that many at-bats in a row, was there any change in the man's aura at all? None. None. None at all. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're talking about that stretch in, against L.A. at home. Yeah. Was, I think he was like 0 for 8 with 8 strikeouts. Yeah, nothing changed. You wouldn't have thought you would have honestly thought he was eight for eight. Like he just, and that's what I've like, that's what I've really learned is just like, you're like, even the best of the best are going to go through it. And, you know, I, I know I'm going to go through it. So how did, you know, you watch them, how they deal with it. Um, and that's kind of the mentality that I've tried to take of, of dealing with it. And like I said, Freddie, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have thought. And like I said, you, you almost like knew he's like, all right, he's, he's due. And then he's probably about to go off. Which you know he he ended up hitting a couple homers and and you know of course I mean he hits three hundred it doesn't matter he's going to hit three hundred um, and he ended up doing that so I thought that was I think that's pretty pretty cool and says a lot about you know because this game's so mental and he's so mentally strong um, and you know it shows it shows a lot. Will he be a brave this year? I hope. <laughs> It's kind of weird that it's this have, late and nobody I wish I knows. I had some huh? insight, but I don't. Like you, like, like I said, with this lockout, you just don't know anything. Um, but I tell you, a lot of Braves fans are going to be upset if he's not. Um, but I, I sure hope he does because he, you know, he's a great teammate. Are they going to try to keep the squad together? I mean, are they going to try to defend their title, or is it? It's not going to be a dismantling area, is it in Atlanta? I don't think so. You know, I think a lot of a majority of us will be back. Um, you know, I think he's, you know, I hope he's, you know, on their list. Cause like I said, I don't know what their thought process are, their priorities, but I hope he's, I hope he's number one on priority to, to, to get back. And what's your situation? I've talked to you a little bit and I don't know how many much detail you go into. If you can explain what your situation is at the age that you are, the rules of baseball when you come out and in and, and there's so much time that you have to put in before you're 
um, you know, up for arbitration or you're up for free agency. Explain to the audience, if you can, Austin, where you're at and what and why you kind of got put on a faster track, if you will, if you if you can touch on that a little bit. Yeah. So. So in order to become a free agent, you have to have six years of major league service time, whether that's broken into 10 years or, you know, exactly six years. It has to be six years of major league service time. But, and then you have typically you have three years of major league minimum and then three years of arbitration. Um, but then like for me, I'm considered a super two, which it's still a little confusing to me, but I'm, if I'm pretty sure I'm saying this right. I, so you have to, if like, if you're called up by a certain date, and you stay up and you never get sent down, you're considered a super two. And at the end of the year, they do their calculations. And then, you know, you, you could be considered a super two, which I am. So I have, you know, technically only two years of major league service time. Um, and then, or yeah, no, no, th- I still technically have, no, I'm confusing myself. So it's two years of, so super two, I'm two years of major league minimum. And then, um, and then I'll have four years of arbitration instead of three and three. Instead of three and three. Yeah. So arbitration means that you, your agent can go in and negotiate a new salary so for that season. So basically it's four one year deals and you know, the team, you, you know, you kind of have like your, your comps of what, you know, you, your kind of career numbers have looked like and what they do is then they kind of basically, you know, we'll look at my comps, they'll look at my comps and compare them to somebody. We'll compare them to somebody, you know, you'll come up with your number, you know, you'll, you'll negotiate a little bit. And if you, there's a certain date, if you hadn't come up with or come to an agreement on whether, you know, number wise or whatever, then at that point you'll go to a, a hearing, um, and you know you'll it's it's literally like a court you'll go to a court case there'll be you know two sides obviously you know my side versus the team size you'll have you know time to discuss basically and then there'll be a certain you know I, I don't know exactly how many people there are up there that you're basically discussing your your case against um, but then they'll make a decision basically on how much, you know, you'll, you'll make that year. So, okay. All of this wrapped into a nutshell, you have three years of arbitration left now. Cause you just went through your first, so, I, so you're about to yeah, start. Absolutely. So technically what the season hadn't started. So I'll have four. So basically four years. I'm starting on one, my first year of a four year arbitration. So after the world series, your agent was able to go in and negotiate a one year deal. No, not after. So technically the date, I think the end date was sometime in January. And once we hit the lockout, none of that. So nothing has taken place. Nothing has happened. So you're not even a brave right now. No, I I mean, technically, yes. Um, Technically, yes, you are a brave or no, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm still a brave. Like nobody can pick me. Nobody Nobody can can claim you right now. No, no, nobody can. So can the agent go and negotiate with another team? No, no, you're no, still a brave. Be, yeah, still a brave. It's all. I'm telling you, there's so many like little things that like 
I'm like, I'm still like, cause this is my first time going through arbitration and I'm still, I'm learning like every day on what, how things work, the process, like what can happen, can happen. Um, it's a, there's a lot that goes into it. Are you, are you nervous at all that this, this doesn't happen? You, you don't play. Uh, I got to ask you this, like what, if you're in arbitration for your first year, do you still get paid the minimum if you don't go to work? Like what? Like when you say don't go to work, if you don't like, get to go to work, no, no. you don't make any money this year. Mm-mm. If we like say if this lockout continues all the way through the year, we wouldn't get a paycheck. No paycheck. No paycheck. So we need baseball. <laughs> we need baseball bad. Not yeah. just for the money side, for everybody's mental side too. So when you come off of the NLCS and you beat the, they're the reigning world champions. You're going into a world series with another team that's been in the news for, you know, winning the world championship for cheating in the world championship. You, there's a lot that, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, well, how are the Astros here again, kind of attitude out there in the media? Are they doing it again? Have they figured out how to do it again? Are you, is the game the same? Is the is the ball look the same? Is does the Braves Stadium look the same when you walk into it? But it's a World Series now. Is it a different atmosphere? A different feeling? You know when you're oh, yeah. when when you're when you're in the World Series. Yeah, oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, you think like I thought that like regular season every pitch is like intensified, you know, tremendously just, you know, because like I said, you're in the big leagues, but once you get to the World Series, it's like every step you take is intensified, like every position you take, like defensively is intensified, because like I said, I mean, you're playing for all the chips, um, and it could take one one slip up, one, you know, mess up to, to, to put you kind of on the back burner. Um, but you know they—that's a the Houston Astros is a is a really good ball club, um, hands down. I mean their they their stadium was a, you know super, you know, intense. Um, you know, good good fans. I thought. I mean, I didn't hear I didn't hear too much you know chatter at me um, while we were at their house. Um, so I mean, I, I enjoyed you know playing there, um, but at home it was it was unreal. Uh, we. We, we sell out some crowds during season, um, you know, on a Friday night, Saturday night, um, depending on who we're playing. But, you know, that that World Series at home was like when Duvall hit the Grand Slam, I was on third base. And I, I'm telling you, it was – you couldn't even hear yourself think. I mean, there was, there was you know, 40,000, 50,000 fans in the stadium, and there was like over 100,000 fans in the battery. So, I mean, it's like – it was unreal, unreal. How long had it been? How long was 20, it? It was over two decades. It was like twenty. It was like twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine years, something right around there, I think. Um, it was crazy, crazy. Dance and I talk about it. You know, we were talking about it. You know, after we won in Houston, it was like it's probably a good thing we won in Houston because that Sunday night, if we would have won, the battery probably would have burned down. Really. Oh yeah, it was crazy. Would have just been nuts. I had some friends there um, for game four, and that you couldn't fit another person in that battery. 
It was unreal. Not another one. Nope. Do you do you uh when you start feeling that that intensification that, that everything is intensified as far as you know the eyeballs that are on you, you know, walking around, you got so much more media attention on you. There's the fans are there, the energy's there. Are you just kind of walking around with like, Hey, we got this kind of attitude. Did it get easier as each game went on or did the pressure mount as each game went on, as you started to get towards that lucky number of, of, you know, of clinching? You know, I think it was one of those things where, you know, we had been there last year or 2020, um, you know, obviously not in the world series, but you know, against LA, you know, we had, we had gone up three. So, you know, you had it in your back of your mind. It's like, no, we're not, we're not relaxing. We're not letting up at all. Let's put the, you know, let's put it out. Um, so no, there was, you know, it's almost like everything in, intensified, um, you know, I was sitting to myself when Duvall hit that home run and everybody was going nuts. And it's just like, this game ain't over. It's far from over. I mean, it's ending, you know, bottom of the first. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it's one of those things that's like you're playing, you know, two best teams playing against each other. You know, anything can happen. Um, so it's like you're wanting to, you're wanting to, you know, step on their throats and, and not, not let off. Are Are you, Is there any extra talk about how we got to beat the Astros? I got to know this because I know that they're just another baseball team, but they did go through that little deal the last couple of years of what they yeah. tried to pull off. Was there, was there like added, you know, was the coach talking about it or was anybody like, Hey, we got to beat these guys. We got to take them out of the, the spotlight. No, um, no, no coaches. Um, you know, they, it, it is what it is, what they did. Um, I mean, it just, you know, no, I wouldn't say there really wasn't. I mean, you, you knew about it, but, you know, at the same time, it's like one of those things where, you know, if we just took care of our ourselves or our business, um, you know, we thought we could mount to, to anybody and we weren't, you know, it didn't matter if, you know, if we played our game and they, they wanted to, if they were cheating again, like, I don't think it, like, our game was so locked in, we pulled for each other. That's what, like, I tell a lot of people, it's like, on paper, we didn't have, like, on you know the best team but like we bonded so well together the chemistry was there we pulled for each other hard as you know as i felt like as anybody else so it's like we didn't it didn't matter who we were playing um we felt like we could we could win do you kind of like the idea that you get to maybe do that with another group of guys as players start to leave for free agency they start to leave in retirement um don't you wish that you could keep these guys with you for the rest of your career and that you got the bond like that all the time, but you often see baseball go from, you know, you, you, you might have an, there's been historic teams like the Padres or the Montreal Expos that have like lost everybody. They just like, you know, got rid of everybody and they kept rebuilding. They became more of like a, a farm team to a lot of the great organizations out there. But in your mind, don't you wish you could stay with the same guys your whole career and keep that chemistry yeah. and not have to start over all the time? No doubt. No doubt. Um, you know, cause we're a creature of, you know, a habit of, you know, routines and stuff like that. So you kind of, like you said, you get in your routines during the season, the guys you hang out with your clicks, um, 
So it's like you don't you definitely got going into the season you're like, you know, every year it's one of those things you're like, all right, well I wonder how you know, I wonder what the atmosphere clubhouse atmosphere is gonna be like this year. Uh, you know, with new guys coming in and stuff like that. So it's it's an interesting interesting feeling. Um, but no, that group we had last year, I wouldn't you know, they were a great group of guys. Um and, and like I said, you, you those type of guys you wish you could play with every year. What um what kind of phone calls have you gotten in the offseason? Have you gotten any surprise calls that is, is any of that happening in baseball? Do you get a call from Bobby Cox or Chipper or anybody saying, congratulations, just wanted to say that you make the organization proud? Is there any of that in baseball? Or once it go, once the cameras turn off, is, it, is the energy gone from a World Series? Did you get a hometown parade? What, what, what? So, yeah. Um, back, home, back home, it was definitely, you know, I'm from a little town in, you know, Hernando, Mississippi. So, um, uh, you know, they, they definitely, you know, I had a lot of support. I'll say that, you know, you know, I've, I've been I've pulled a lot of different ways and all, on all good reason, um, you know, doing different stuffs in the community and stuff like that. But like I said, I've, you know, to me, I look at it as being very fortunate, very blessed to, to do what I've, you know, to do what I do, do what I've done. Um, and, and like I said, you get all that support. So, you know, you definitely want to, want to give back, um, you know, Chipper Chipper did text me after we won. Um, trying to think, anybody else that was. You got to tell um, me that Pendleton did. Yeah. Oh yeah, Terry did for sure. He's one of my favorites. God, I love that guy. Uh, yeah, he's he's the best. I hate you know with the COVID and stuff. It kind of you know he hadn't been around a whole lot, but um, he needs to be around. You know, during the during the you know minor leagues, he was around all the time. He helped me at third a, a tremendous amount. Um, so, but no, it, it's been it's been a whirlwind. You know, I've you know I've I hadn't been able to duck hunt with you. I've had to cancel. You know, like four. I think hold on one, two, three, four. I think it's like five hunting trips. Um, just you know, I have to, I've had so much stuff going on and like i said it's for short and season you know short and off season you know we didn't get home till you know, almost middle of november um so it's been it's been a whirlwind yeah I, I honestly hadn't felt like an off season. i was telling dad the other day when we started back hitting it's like i hadn't even i felt like i hadn't even stopped um which i hope i think it's a good thing because like i said my swing is is right where it needs to be um so when you say right where it needs to be are you Every when you are you breaking it down on film daily right now? Yeah. What 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 are the keys to the Austin Riley swing? What are is it is it staying inside with the hands? Is it backside turn? Is it balance? I know that I'm saying a lot of things that have to be there for most swings to be successful, but what what do you rely on are you good at keeping your hands back are you good at it with that backside turn and that hip thrust that power on the bottom are you are you just uh, is it your vision that you see the ball really well can you hit the ball to all sides of the field what are the keys to austin riley's success at the plate so i've I've, i'm really you know i've gotten pretty good at like being able to shape my swing whether my you know if my swing breaks down i'm able to still shape it to where it needs to be to be able to to get my jam shot singles to get my you know you know bleeders that fall through that this that and the other but you know the two things that really are my cues that um so i have a problem with like almost like overstriding where 
you know, we, you know, you talk about, I talk a lot about my posture, um, you know, from the waist up. And what I mean by that is like, you know, you talk about posture going forward. Like if you're leaning over the plate too much or too straight up, but a lot of people don't realize there's posture. Like when you stride, how do you land like with your posture, you know, not forward or back, but side to side. And when I break down, it's when my posture's from side to side, kind of I overstride and my posture gets almost bent out of shape where I'm leaning back a little bit. Um, and and I, I can't rotate the way I want to. I, I don't have clearance back here to let my hands work. Um, so I, that's that's one of the big things I, I work on. And honestly, it, it's a, that's like the main key factor. So like when that breaks down, then my hands – they have to, I have like a natural little reach back that I have to monitor a lot. So like when I overreach, I can't find that slot. So they continue to have to, you know, reach back, reach back until I, they do. And that can, you know, then it becomes a, you know, either a, a very, you know, snappy swing where I, you know, I hook balls or I kind of slice balls. Um, so those two things right there where if I can maintain posture, like if be there's a video on YouTube and I can't find it anymore. I don't know if they got taken down. It, it's a two minute video of like a hundred Mike Trout home runs. And it's like one right after the other. So it's like very continuous and like his posture is literally the same. And he's just like, it looks like he's just moving his hands this way up and down wherever the ball is. So it's like posture itself is so important. Like I said, not only this way, but, you know, from like when I stride, if I can be center and square posture wise, I'm going to be able to give myself room to rotate, have my hands work where they need to be. Um, so those are those are the cues of, you know, in the cage on video that I'm, I'm trying to, to look for and break down and make sure, you know, it's as consistent as possible. Ooh, that's very interesting. Posture, you know, as the stride occurs and the hands start a lot of it has to still do with the position that your upper body's in. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, if you, like I said, for me, if I overstride, my posture breaks down this way. And then, like I said, it's either like, that's when I start clipping balls and I'm under balls or, you know, I, I try to over adjust and I hook barrel balls. Um, so just trying to be able to maintain, you know, this as I'm going through, to then be able to rotate, you can, you, you know, you're able to get on more consistent plane. I love it. You talk about trout. He's been injured a little bit. He doesn't get to be on a very winning team. He's one of the greatest players of all time, probably already, in my opinion, the way that the guys approach the game and the success that he's had. Does injury, yeah. does it, what, what, this is kind of maybe a lame question, but does it sneak into the back of your mind ever when things are going so good? Like what happens if I get a little, little soreness here and got to go on the 15 day and lose my rhythm? Does it sneak into your mind at all? No, 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 definitely not. Um, you know, cause like I said, injuries part of the game They're you know, as much as we don't want them to happen, they're probably going to happen. Um, you know, I think just taking care of, of my body, making sure my routine is the where you know, where it needs to be, making sure I'm getting, you know, the treatment I need to in the training room, you know, if something doesn't feel right that day, you know, going in there, making sure I'm, you know, rolling out a little, you know, if I got to roll out a little bit extra that day, um, you know, cause like you said, you're playing, 
you know, 162 games in like 190 days or something. So it's like, it's every day. So it's like be doing those little things, I think, to take care of your body, to make sure you are, you know, mobile enough, flexible enough. Um, Cause like I said, you're, you're not good. The days of you feeling like spectacular during the season are very minute um, just cause you know, you play so much. Um, so it's like, you're learning how to play when you're at, you know, 60%, 75%, 80%. Um, but no, they don't, they don't ever enter my head. I think, you know, I think my routine and, and, and the maintenance that I do kind of take cares of, of the, the mental aspect of knowing that I, you know, fully, you know, can trust, you know, going out there and doing, doing my work. Do you ever worry about, um, I guess worry might not be the right word, but do you, you're the starting third baseman of the world champion Atlanta Braves. Is it a guaranteed when you get to spring training that that's your bag? How does that work when you come off a season like this? Do you do you go down there and you got people that are freaking fighting for Austin Riley's job still even after that season you've had? 100%. It never goes away. Uh, and that's like one of the first thing Brian Snicker, you know, the biggest thing that I've taken for him, it's like you have to come in every spring and fight for your job. It's, it's anybody's job. Um, you still have to put up the numbers, put in the work. Um, and that's, that's the mentality. I think that it's been engraved, you know, in my head. And I think that's what, you know, the fail, the failure that I've, I've had as honestly putting together this mindset of how to go about your business and, and understanding that it's never guaranteed. It's never, you know, someone, you know, like I said, they're, they're trying to make moves every day. Like, you know, there's draft picks every year, uh, trades this that and the other to try to make a team better so it's like your job is always up for for grabs and you know you have to fight for it every day that's crazy to me so you're not guaranteed to have the starting third base job in the braves this year no i mean i could go in there and just lay an egg and and you know they got to make a move so it's like i got what do you mean go in there and lay an egg in spring training but they already saw what you did in the nlcs and the playout the divisional series the world series i mean they already know what you're capable of how how do you yeah, how, sure. how do you go in there and they, they don't give you a a, a a a what do they call that in golf mulligan yeah they don't give you a mulligan if you have a bad spring austin i mean you know they're not just going to just cold quit turkey on you um but they're definitely going to have options available whether it's in AAA or or whatnot, um, you know, like I said, it's they're 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 wanting to win, wanting to win now. So it's like you gotta, if you're gonna help contribute to win, they're gonna they're gonna have you on on, on a team. Speaking of mulligans, I saw some footage of you lately of of getting size for some clubs and working out with some different golf pros, things of this nature. Does this not mess with your baseball swing? No, um, to me. You know, I've always thought playing golf, because when when I get out of a whack, typically it's my, you know, obviously my stuff breaks down, but a lot of it has to do with my rhythm, my timing, getting my, you know, making sure everything's synced up. And I feel like golf is such a sport where, you know, you have to be fluid. You can't try to crush the ball. You can't try to overswing. You just kind of have to be fluid. And so I think that's kind of where I almost put two and two together of just, you know, how fluid can I be? in a golf swing and that kind of helps me translate over to a baseball swing of just, you know, keeping everything synced up fluid, not trying to do too much, but you know, you hear the typical, you know, even growing up, my dad, 
you know, a little bit was like, Hey, you know, probably don't need to play too much golf. Uh, but you know, a lot of, a lot of players play golf, uh, during season. Um, you know, I played, you know, I play golf a lot in the off season, but I don't think it, I don't think it, I don't think it damages your baseball swing. So does the ownership group look at it like, man, you better not smoke your lower I mean, back. I, I mean, are, are, there's if the more active you are in the off season, there's more chances of something happening to where you cannot be a contributor to the world, to the, your job. Okay. You're getting paid to play right. baseball. Does that ever sit in your mind? Like, man, I better not get on that bike. I, I'm not going to go bungee jumping. I'm not going to golf oh, as much. Yeah. As I mean. There's certain stuff that's like, it's, it's written in your contract. You're not allowed to do. Um, oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, bungee jumping's out. Um, you know, trying to think. Like, I don't think you're technically allowed to ride horses. I remember the, um, the I remember the Jeff Kent days when the motorcycle in the off season. You're probably too young to remember who Jeff. Do you remember who Jeff Kent even is? I know the name. Second baseman for the San Francisco yeah. Giants, but he had gotten into some trouble in the off season because of a motorcycle wreck. Um, he had been riding a motor uh, motor. I don't know if it was a dirt bike or a street bike. I don't remember the details, but I, I, it's so it's written into the contract, huh? Yeah, there's some, there's certain stuff that, that is, um, but at the, like I said, at the same time, it's like, it's your career, you do what you want. Um, and it kind of goes back to the same point of like, you know, they, you're, you can always be replaced. Um, and, and that's the mentality that they have. So, you know, it's, yeah, you, you, you need to be careful, but at the same, like I said, you can, you can pretty much do, do whatever. <laughs> Are you when you start thinking about putting that Jersey on and you're back in, you're back in the full swing of things, does everything else go away? Austin, as far as the rest, the, I guess, everyday life, like you got a lot of things that are changing in your life that doesn't pertain to that bat and ball and Jersey. Like you're married, you have responsibilities there. You're about to become a father to a son. You have responsibilities there. You you have a house to upkeep. You have a lot of things that are going on. Does that does that does life ever get in the way of this boys game, this kids game that you get to play and make money at? You know, I think I've been. You know, I have a lot of support. You know, behind me with you know my wife Anna. She you know she. During season, she's she's awesome. Um, you know, she she lets me sleep. She takes care of, you know, stuff back home, whether it's direct TV that's calling or, or anything. So she she plays a huge part in it. Um, but you know, no, we definitely um, during season you don't know what day it is. Every day is the same. Um, and, and like I said, we're just you know you try to focus so much you know, as much as you can on, on the game of baseball. But like I said, you know, with, with little man coming, I think there'll be some, there'll be some, you know, there'll be some adjustments, um, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm ready for it. And um, like I said, I have a huge support staff between, you know, my wife, my, my parents, they're, they're in town all the time. Um, and, and they definitely, they definitely help, help a lot. So you don't, you you have this support system to where people understand. Hey, Austin's playing. Austin's got his season going on. He's got to get rest. He's got to understand. They, they. I mean, everybody knows their 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 role that time. Yeah, of year. for sure. I mean, like I said, you know, even when when friend friends and family come in, you know, they want to you know stay out late and 
and, and have a few drinks. You know, I, they understand that I got to, you know, I got to get some sleep. And, and, you know, we typically, you know, even when my parents are in town, we don't get up and, you know, first thing in the morning and eat breakfast. You know, they let they let me sleep. And, and, um, and you know, like I said, you got to you, you need your rest. You got to have your rest. And, and, and like I said, a lot of, you know, I've been, you know, like I said, very fortunate that everyone's pretty, you know, pretty understanding that, you know, they let me do what I need to do to make sure, you know, I'm ready to, to play every day. Man, this has been awesome. I mean, I, 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 I kind of want to do a podcast someday with you or a conversation with you just about the numbers of baseball and, and, and how it, how they're, they go up and down throughout the season and, and when it's yeah. all said and done and you're kind of looking at your numbers at the end of the year, I'm really interested in your numbers this early in your career because you are putting up some, this season was amazing. I mean, like truly, truly amazing. I know that this next one is going to be even better. Lord willing that we get to have a baseball season. I hope that it gets over sooner than later. I'm excited to go to spring training. I, I need to get to Florida. I'm going to Phoenix and Scottsdale for sure to see some of our mutual friends down there. But man, I wish you the best of luck, but I do want to talk numbers someday. Austin Riley, you're having yeah, a, what an unbelievable career so far. I love your tenacity. I love your work ethic. Um, you're a huge influence to a lot of people, even kids that you don't know that you're influencing. Always keep that in mind, man, that, that, that you might never get to shake their hand or see them live at a stadium. But I know kids out here that are huge Austin Riley fans that may never even get to see an Atlanta Braves game. Um, you right. know, they're probably praying that you get traded to the Giants someday so they can go down to the Bay Area and watch you play. But keep it up, man. You're freaking rocking it. You're an unbelievable human being. I, I love being friends with you. And, man, I want you to have an unbelievable 2022-23 season. Man, I appreciate it. I always, like I said, I always enjoy getting on here and, and chatting with you for a little bit. Um, and, and like I said, those those kids that never, you know, get to see me or meet me, that, that's, that's the reason why, you know, I, I try to be as humble and, and – and work as hard as I can because, um, you know, I've been, I've been very blessed and fortunate with, you know, family and friends and, and, you know, the ability to, to play this game. So, you know, I, I definitely don't want to take it for granted. You can't. Yeah. I mean, it's the, yeah. Hey, here's the deal. You deserve every single bit of the success you have. You have an, uh, you have a God-given ability to hit a baseball. You have a different skill set than other men and women on earth do. You deserve all the success that's getting ready to come your way, that's already come your way, the financial benefits, it all is well-deserved. And it's, it's a great attitude to keep in mind that, hey, I'm here for a reason. I'm, I'm right. lucky to be here. But again... I want. I never want people to take it for granted that you could have all the luck in the world. The harder you work, the luckier you get. You can create your own luck. All of that is easy to say, but the bottom line is getting there is one thing. Staying there is a completely other animal, and you have the talent to do it. I could sit here all day long and say, I could have played Major League Baseball. Well, no, I couldn't have. If I could have, I would have. A cross-checker would have been like, hey, we're going to draft you in the first or second round, and you're going to be a freaking, you're going to be fast-tracked, you know, to four years of arbitration instead of three. No, that didn't happen to me. I get to duck yeah. up, but what's so cool about it is that your the mutual respect is there and your humility is there that, hey, this game is a game and it's life and your skill set's different. You don't treat anybody any different than you would treat them if you were a freaking garbage man or a janitor or a bus driver, which every single one of those jobs is respectable and they're all needed in our society to make our world no go around. No doubt. 
And that's no how, doubt. That's how life works. So, Austin Riley, thank you for being on the podcast. This life ain't for everybody. Jack Daniels, thank you for being here as our partner. Y'all watch number 27. He's going to be the MVP this year. No added pressure. He's going to be a world champion again. No added pressure. We didn't even get in. We're going to have him back on the Foul Life podcast on one of his off nights or after a game or maybe before a game on the season. We've done that with him before. We're going to talk about his trips to Honey Break, his good friend Tyler Jordan. Tyler got married. He hunted with Riley Green. You share your last names the same as your our buddy Riley Green. He's having some success. He's kicking. Yep. I saw Chipper was at a concert lately down in Georgia, down in the Atlanta area. So you, uh, this life is awesome, man. This It's not for everybody. That's why we say it. Your life isn't mine. My life isn't yours. But we try to find that common ground, and that's exactly what we did today with Austin Riley. We'll be back with another episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody very soon. Y'all please check out this song, Leith Lofton. It was written by Leith Lofton and our other good buddy, Drake White. It's called gone. What You Gonna Do When the Money's All Gone. I'd rather be poor living off in a hole than rich as hell without a soul. Life on earth won't last that long. What you gonna do when the money's all gone? Say life on